Peter. Yes. Let me ask you a question. Well, I already know what day it is. Because you always ask me that. Like, I'm I not, no, that wasn't the question. Oh, okay. The question is. Yes. Now, would that be something you might be interested in? By that, I mean this. Yes, I'm interested. Good, because that's what we're listening to today. Good. Because it's Friday, Peter. <laughs> I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Music advice and inspiration coming at you. Coming at you. He did it, folks. In one go. I've done, I'm, dude, I've done it 700 times. Well... Probably five hundred times correctly. <laughs> I feel like I've, I've built up some you have built, it up. built up some goodwill on that. I I'll be ha- back often on Monday. I couldn't help but sneak in the day, man. I'm sorry. It's I had Friday, to, man. It is Friday. It's Hump Day. The day between the week, oh, no, the, the, no. the 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 work week is and that, the oh, wait. and the weekend. Is that your logic? <laughs> yeah, that's your logic. I never told you that. No. Yeah, it's like you got to get over. The the hump it's of a Friday. transition. It's a transition. This is making more sense of now. Of course. Finally. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, you know Adam Manis finally understands the meaning behind Peter's interpretation of hump day. Bro, I will give it to you. That is not the worst logic. I thought it was- It's pretty bad, man. You're... No, no. I mean, that's <laughs> now not- Now that I hear it come out of my mouth, it's pretty bad. So you have to get over the hump of Friday, and then you yeah. can relax on the weekend. Exactly. That's not bad. It's Michelob time. <laughs> no one drinks Michelob anymore. Okay. No. Man. There's some hipsters in, in Williamsburg that drink Michelob Ultra. For a Michelob. No, they probably, I don't think it's available, is it? Michelob but Ultra? No, yeah. But I, I don't remember. Yeah, but it's probably, they've seen some YouTube video with like a grainy VCR old commercial and they're like, oh man, we, I want that. No, you oh, don't. Yeah. Times are better now. That's way better. What's up? I, my, but I digress in advance. Yeah. What's up with this new video editing style? Uh-huh. Where they're using like the VCR graininess and oh, like kids the, today, huh? They, are, they think that they're so nostalgic <laughs> for that because they grew up like yeah. my kids watching Barney on videotape. Absolutely, but that was low quality. We're, we're talking 1080p. We're talking 4K. We're talking 8K. But, well, they're so spoiled. They have you literally have 4K on your phone that you can record your own video in. Yeah. When my dad brought home a a camcorder in 1986, 164p probably. I if, if, that. if that. No, here's the thing. It re- First of all, the whole thing rested on your shoulder like a giant boombox. Yeah. Remember the giant? Yeah, that's yeah. a whole other s- scenario. Of but it was it was massive. And then he would take a video. And that wasn't all of it. There was that. Then wasn't it connected and to And you had a little shoulder? pack on your thing. <laughs> and then anytime you moved and there was, I don't know, two two uh, ohms of light, <laughs> yeah. there would be a streak across the screen. Remember that where there'd be like a little yeah. thing and then that, that light would streak across the screen. <laughs> it would be there just for the rest of the video. Yeah, yeah. It was just like a streak across the That was just the your price of admittance right but there. But he was so, he was in love with that thing because it literally had the VCR tape would go into the camcorder itself yeah. and then we just take it out, pop it right in your VCR, rewind it manually and then you're good to go as soon as you change the cords and put it back in. Be All kind, of, rewind. And then you had to put it back in its suitcase, put it <laughs> under the bed and you were good to go as opposed yeah. to now which you have 4K in your pocket. But yeah, no, I think th- that's what they're, they're just nostalgic. But these young editors, they think about how much time they spend to degrade the quality down. Oh, it's just a filter now. But you know man. what? Yeah, that's true. But it's kind of cool actually. I, I was complaining oh! about it but th- you know what? I've, I've been I've been brought into it, not for the nostalgic part, but it is kind of a cool Don't bit. do it, Pete. Don't, I was looking at, can, can we mention, a, this could be a new <laughs> feature. No for new features. Nope. Um, well, we could, you know what? I'll save it for Monday. Everybody, is, is everybody invited or just selected listeners? No, Monday. everybody's invited to Method Monday. No, no, not Method Monday. Oh. That's Method Man Monday. No, 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 our Meth live. Head Monday? <laughs> that's, with this, that's Jackie out in the alley. 
hey, 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 hey. Sorry. We talk about Jaggy. No, um, our live. You'll hear it live yeah. on YouTube. Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern. That's New York City time. That's Philadelphia time zone. That's Charlotte, North Carolina time Absolutely. zone. Absolutely. Jacksonville, Florida. Miami Beach. Montreal. Delray Beach. Montreal. Not Newfoundland. They have their own. Yeah, they're one hour ahead of those they're, people. They're, they're ahead. Yeah. They're about 17 years behind us uh, <laughs> uh, technology-wise, but they're out. No, I'm just kidding. Big shout out to... Newfoundland has some great YouTubers. Man, I, I digress. Shout out to Newfoundland. Actually, we were just yeah. telling our kids our our. Um, this is going to get uh, oddly you know, dark. We might have here. to listen to this on the next episode. No, no, no. We can <laughs> okay. listen, but just okay. real quick, we Heather and I were telling our children our nine eleven stories. Anybody mm-hmm. who is old AF like us, Peter, has some nine eleven story where they were on nine eleven. Heather and I both have interest, kind of interesting ones, because I was in Manhattan, just a few blocks away. Manhattan, Manhattan. but totally unrelated. What do you mean? Your involvement. No, you yeah. said you're a couple. That's, that Not sounds even, suspicious already. Oh my god! You're a couple blocks. I was away. just living there, going to the new school, living the dream, That's going right. to the new school. And Heather was on a plane coming home from a trip to Ireland. Oh, and she got grounded in new. Like she woke up. That was a famous thing in that little town. Yeah, the, the whole documentary yeah. on it. She got. She woke up and they were landing, and she was like, "This looks like an awful <laughs> lot of forests." For, Where's the arch? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so they were in Newfoundland, a tiny, tiny town in Newfoundland. And she yeah. said there was just like planes lined up on the on this little you know tarmac and then they just went to a high school gymnasium and a family took her in for three or four days her and a couple of other people and yeah she loved her time in there and and so my kids were just fascinated by this story but but shout out to uh to all those people in canada who took in so many americans on that day people coming back on flights she said it was just it got super crowded what we did we pushed people out our own people (laughs) you know yeah do a little different in america yeah but anyway well, we, no, we you know died, what? that was a hell of a digression. Well, we, why don't we? I could tell my nine eleven story. We could we could yeah, punt yeah. on the list. You've also got a good nine eleven story. Yeah. Well, now, now you built it up. I feel no, funny. no. Go ahead. That's good. No, you I were mean, on the road, right? I was on the road, and um, but with a bunch of people from New York, so it was super. We were in Los Angeles um, with the during my short stint with the Lincoln Center Jazz Orchestra. Ever heard of them? Um, or the as it's also been called the Lincoln City Jazz Orchestra, Lincoln City, Nebraska, Dif- right. different band, different di- whole different band, different band, not quite as good. No, no. Um, but yeah, we were. I think I flew out there the evening before from New Orleans to to L.A. And then, uh, of course, it was very early West Coast time when the horrible news about nine eleven, and you know, because everybody in the band except for actually, there was two of us that that didn't live in New York: Herlin Riley and myself. Everybody else was New Yorkers or living there, and you know a lot of connections. People working downtown, but downtown, their spouses, their family. It was yeah, really a, a a difficult time, I think, for obviously for everybody. That was but so crazy. I came yeah. to New York, and it's amazing. We talked about this before, but when you were right there, you know, just a few blocks from Ground Zero. I mean, I was there like maybe ten days later or twelve days later, and I remember going down to like 14th street and like you couldn't go below there that's right or 12th or something yeah yeah and i mean just the ash and everything in the air still 12 days later yeah i mean i couldn't imagine what no, it was, it was like. closed for weeks the new school yeah. was closed for like three weeks after that right just because like everything below 14th street you just couldn't go yeah right, go. Right. yeah all right well we ne- actually let's get to the music we need to be uplifted yeah so Our it is apologies for, for, for you know talking about man you know what we no keep no it real. You know, newfoundland, we keep it real. newfoundland comes up you gotta exactly you gotta tell big your shout story. out to newfoundland and just give give your shout out to to newfoundland New, Newfoundlanders. 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 Yeah. Uh, no, so it is First Take Friday, and we're, we're going to do some Grammy listening. We thought, you know, we listened to a few Grammy selections. Didn't yeah. we listen to some J-Bat? We did, yeah. But but what, what 
was got me thinking about it is I always forget they have this category. I don't know why I forget about the Jazz Grammys because they're so easy to find on the broadcast every year. No, they're not. But they're Jonathan Batiste is sort of the face of the Grammys this year because yeah. he has the most number of nominations that go well beyond just his jazz nominations. So cool, man. Yeah. How great is that? We should all just give a shout out that a jazz pianist has the most amount of nominations. It's so great. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's I mean, you know, there's these, these other little flurries, um, intersections um, that we have in the jazz world with kind of the big level of Grammys. You think about Herbie Hancock winning record of the year um, for the Joni Mitchell, I believe it was. Um, and uh, Esperanza Spalding. Yeah. You know, album or rec- whatever that is. Record of the year? Album of the year? Yeah. I think it's album of the year. Album of the year. Of the year. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking again about this category that they added. I mean, it wasn't recent, but it wasn't 20 years ago. I don't know. Maybe 15, 10 years ago, this best improvised jazz solo. Yeah. And it was when they were kind of expanding just the nut. Because it used to be like jazz album like vocal jazz album and then instrumental. And I think that was it. And then they maybe had like large jazz ensemble or something. But um, when they added this, I thought it was interesting because it's not like the song of the year or the jazz song of the year. It's like the jazz solo of the year. Totally. Like that's kind of cool. But it's a little bit whack the way they do it because, I mean, look, some great albums could have like, what, 20, 10, four great songs. I mean, it's, it's I mean on, yeah. you could have a bunch on one. Totally. So, I mean, like, and the way they pick them, they're not even necessarily the greatest I mean, I don't know what their barometer is. That's the greatest album. It's so on that album sometimes, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, well, I remember we put out uh, for Open Studio Records. We put out that at Play record. Yeah, all of these great musicians. Ray yeah, Lubombo, uh, Adu Ribeiro, Elio Alves, yeah. Ruben Rogers, and trying to pick a because we had to like submit solos, right? Right, because yeah, like, it was up for nomination. For nomination, and trying yeah. to pick solos just on an album that I knew so well, yeah, was so hard. I couldn't imagine if you were having to weed through solos, but. We are going to listen to one of the nominated solos. This is a solo by uh, Christian Scott Atunde Ajua, uh, and this is not on his album, though. No. This is on his label. Right. And and the, the great thing about this, I realized, I'm always like, what is the use of the Jazz Grammys? Nothing. Which has always been my thing. But I'm thinking maybe it is not, because we're looking at this list. I didn't even know about this record, and shame on me me neither about man it. and yeah. I love this player too this is from Weedy Brema's records right. the hand, record and the I play with Weedy Brema and I'm a Weedy's big fan incredible man so Weedy's a percussionist uh, he grew up here in East St. Louis yeah. Illinois right across the river from where we are now yeah. and he currently resides in New Orleans Louisiana that's where you played it I played with him years ago and I know he was back and forth so I think he's still is, did you, you found that he's, he's in New Orleans now I think he lives in New Orleans now yeah I mean I'm sure we know I know I've seen him around town here though yeah so, he's got a lot know. of family connections with both his family, uh, at least on one side, and I believe he was born in Ghana, uh, but he's got a big connection with you know that musical tradition and heritage, which is fantastic. But then he's got the St. Louis thing. He's got the New Orleans he's got thing. got some famous family, too. He does, which we didn't know about that. I yeah. mean, his uncle is, is, is uh, Idris Muhammad, yeah. one of the greatest drummers ever Incredible. out of New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, greatest drummers anywhere. Um, so yeah, super excited to see this. And then Christian Scott, I've been a huge fan of his. I mean, I've, I've known him since he was in high school, since he was in middle school. Wow. He's got some famous, you know, he's Donald Harrison's nephew, among other things. I knew his mom, Christian's mom for years down in new Orleans. And, you know, she used to bring him to gigs. We do at snug Harbor when he was teeny. And I even got a chance to like coach a, a, um, a, uh, what was it? Like a jazz combo. Adnoka, Christian Scott, Jay, Jonathan Batiste, oh Sullivan Fortner. Oh, my God. That was a pretty good group. That was a pretty wow. good group. I, did, I would just check in and be like, 
oh yeah, you guys sound great. Keep doing it. And I leave. That was the <laughs> extent great. of my swinging, call. swinging, fellas. But Christian Scott's always been just such a nice kid. I keep calling him a kid. He's getting old, but um, I've known him as. And every time I see him, and it's 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 so great to see everything he's done. And this track is killer. We just started listening to it, and then what did we say when we got like halfway through it? We were like, well, we were going to listen to a few different podcast. solos, and we were like, no, I want to just vibe yeah. out to this. So this is uh, from Weedy uh, Brema's album, The Hands of Time. And we'll listen to the whole thing. Uh, Christian Scott's solo happens about four minutes in or whatever. It's it's almost an eight-minute track, but it's well worth it. The whole thing is yep. killing. So this is uh, Sakadugu from The Hands of Time. And this is Weedy Brema, Christian Scott, Atunde Ajua. Oh, wait, wait, real quick. Corey Henry. Oh, Corey Henry's on this. What? Yeah. Could that be? Hold on. Big fan. That be something you might be interested. Yes. So also killing him. I'm very interested in. Check it out.
Ah. How great is that? That's epic. That's epic. I mean, what is that? Seven minutes? Eight minutes? It's eight minutes long. I felt like 40 minutes, but in a great way. You know it, what I mean? mean like, really... like so much packed in there, go so many places. It's like two different tracks, kind of two different stories put together. And what did you think of that trumpet solo? That's, the, that's a pretty... I mean, I understand why it got nominated now. It's pretty dramatic. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. I was like, okay, what is it that, you know, because I'm always skeptical. 
not of Christian Scott. But like of awards in general. Yeah. Well, just like what is it about this track? I can totally and I'm so glad that this, yeah. you know that little breakdown where it changes yeah. the tempo. And yeah. I'm and I'm I'm so glad that somebody listened past, you know, four minutes to hear the solo. They might might have listened to the track and be like, ah, it's not on here. I don't know. I think the first four minutes might be my favorite part. The well, setup no, no, it was is great, like, but I'm saying that the the solo that that isn't actually nominated doesn't even come till later, so I'm I think glad. the whole thing glad is really bad. I, I, I honestly, I have not checked out this record, The Hands of Time. Yeah, Weedy, I hadn't either. Weedy Brema. Yeah. Thank I'm, you, Grammys. Yeah, I for, never thought for, I'd say for that. For real, I can't. Thank you for my Grammy. No, thank you for letting me know about this. Let me listen to the next track, Bongo Genie. Listen to this. Hmm. Damn, bro. Wait, hold on, hold on. That's not, sorry, 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 <laughs> Twarks. Sorry to our dear listeners. So I think the lesson learned here is is that um you know don't go, play explicit tracks. Well, no, 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 no. I'm just saying in general like don't don't let your bias against say Grammy nominations and I'm you know f- I'm I'm accusing myself here of keeping you away from some great music. I mean there there's always discovery and look Friday is all uh, you know what do we call this? Listening Friday? First Take Friday. First Take this Friday. Is your I idea, forgot. Peter? It's been a week since Come we did it. On, Every dude. week it's like a new week. Man. It's been actually like several weeks. Um, but use it as an opportunity. Like a lot of people want to shit on on um, Spotify or Apple Music. And yeah. I want LPs. Of course, we do have a turntable sitting here. Oh, coming soon. Coming soon. Yeah. Which is great. But I mean, there's always an opportunity to discover music. If that's somebody totally. telling you old school, check out this side. If that is, you know, I mean, we used to discover stuff just walking into. The record store so that doesn't happen as much yeah. but sometimes i'll be in a coffee shop and i'll hear something that just sounds dope and i'll just hold up my phone and be like you know shazam it and find out what it is yeah. now i've discovered something new so yeah. let's be open let's be let's open. open our minds absolutely yeah. well thanks everybody for listening we love these first take fridays coming back to you first next. take friday first take friday you first take friday you got we'll it, it man it you over got it over again i'll blend and tell you what it is later miles Please. knows what it is he just right. doesn't want to tell us uh and we'll tell you what first take friday is next week oh it's so exclamatory of you there buddy until we'll ma- tell you wilt and we'll let you know we'll no. let you know at the appointed uh, time the appointed hour but we will see you monday yes. and until then you'll hear it <laughs>